Welcome to From Nothing to Profit. I'm Kaya Bondurant. And I'm Aubrey Lauren, and we are so happy to be here with you today. Yes, we are going to be talking about something a little bit different today. We're going to be breaking down for you marketing and sales to the different generations. Yeah, so both of us have done quite a bit of studying on this. I recently gave a program um, on social media specifically and broke it down um, on how to use social media for each different generation. And so I have a lot of information that I've compiled from that and um, as does Kaya. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, I've actually had in programs before how to sell to the current generation. And my husband, who's a pastor, does a lot of research on generations. He's very interested in it. And, you know, looking at what they need, what their personalities are, that type of thing. And we actually just did, it's kind of funny, but we just did a whole series uh, at our church on each generation and the culture that, you know, like one of their their issues or the things that they most uh, commonly dealt with. And the first generation, or actually the last generation that we talked about was a generation that was forgotten. And literally, it's the forgotten generation, the silent generation. And they are people, all of them that are in their mid-70s and older. And so, yeah, yeah, they were the forgotten generation. And they uh, are people whose parents uh, grew up in the Depression, whose uh, uncles, brothers, that type of thing were in the First World War. And so they really just wanted to have a normal, they were the picket fence parents, the parents of the boomers. And they just wanted to have a normal, peaceful life and not to be bothered. And so that's just kind of interesting because we don't have them on our list for today, you know, pretty much because they're not our ideal client in any way. You know, they're pretty much at the point in their life where they don't want pictures of themselves. And if someone is, uh, is booking a session, they're going to be helping them and booking it for them at that point. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was kind of funny. That is funny. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're going to be working off of Aubrey's list. So you put this together. So, uh, let's talk about each generation and kind of some key points that we feel like are, you know, concerning sales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the boomers. Um, so they actually hold most of the big money in America. So they, um, they have the pocketbook and we see this, um, be true even here in the studio, because if, if, uh, they book a session maybe for their grandkids or their children, they do have the means to spend the money. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that, um, selling to people who have money, can be a little bit easier than selling to somebody who just isn't there yet financially. You think? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That seems so obvious, but it is actually something you forget about, right? Yeah. Like you think, oh, those pictures are so great. They're going to love them. But if they don't have the means, then they they are not going to buy them no matter how much they love them. Right. Which happens quite a bit with, you know, maybe our younger millennial families, they love them all. But at the end of the day, Um, you know, some of them aren't as established yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because my kids, uh, were saying this to me, okay, boomer. And I'm like, I am not a boomer. I'm sorry. I've said it to you too. (laughs) (laughs) And then I say, okay, snowflake, because that's a name for the millennials, but boomers are typically like 55 and older. So actually both of our parents are, are boomers. Yeah. 
and they're the largest generation. They have they're uh, or they have been the one that has the most in uh, our culture. And so uh, I have been selling to the boomers for a really long time because they were the parents mm-hmm. of my first seniors. Yeah. And when I was, you know, first starting out and we used to do a brochure that we would mail out and sets of uh, postcards and it, we would mail that out and immediately book our seniors. And yeah, I think their parents were the ones that were making a lot of the buying decisions at the time. For sure. I would say so. Yeah. And you know, something about boomers is that, um, they value family over everything. And so tradition, traditional, um, family lifestyles, traditional, um, roles are really important to them. So for our business, we've, we've seen it directly translated. Um, I think that boomers are the ones that have bought the most family portraits, like the most actual portraits for the wall in the sense of like, you know, they're going to come in, bring everybody and get a big piece of art of that family because that's what they value. They, they want to see their family on the wall more than they want to see somebody's random art on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really actually does like solidify the grandparent, the grandma, the, you know, going all down the generations. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's a result of their romance, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which I do have in this note. Um, they're the rom- the romance generation, so um, they love romance as much as they like for everything to be like traditional. You know, so if if uh, um, there is a man and a woman, the man needs to be rugged and the woman needs to be like a traditional housewife in the ad kind of thing. Um, the women love romance. Like that's something I read this whole article about it and I'll see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. Um, but it was specifically about using romance to market to the, the boomers. That's interesting. I wonder if like the Hallmark movie viewing is uh, yeah. skewed so much more to that generation. Do you think it's my mom watches Hallmark movies for her free time? Like that's her favorite thing to do. And she is a boomer and she tells me, well, all my friends watch them and they just watch this one. Like, is that a boomer thing? I don't know. Do I you do, watch them? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I make fun of them. Yeah, I, I do read them, though, but I, I read everything. So it's kind of a little bit of everything. But yeah, uh, I could definitely see that. And they're, you know, obviously uncomfortable with non-gender roles, you know, that, that type of thing too. Yeah, that didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, thinking through like, how are you, uh, how are you selling to them? Especially when we have, you know, they like physical things coming in, in person, touching those Mm -hmm. things, buying in person. And so selling online is not the best way you know, with, with this generation, it does not connect well with them at all. They feel distant. They, um, they may even feel skeptical of the product they're getting. And, you know, they like to think that, um, they're in control. And so doing that online or over the phone is the last thing that makes them feel like they have control. They're not comfortable with it. Um, but being in person where they get to make all the decisions or you can convince them they're making all the decisions, that typically is going to work much better. Yeah. You have on here that they think they know best and make independent decisions. <laughs> and then some parentheses on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
it says oftentimes poor buying decisions. And so this list that you made was, was compiled from tons of different, we don't have a, a, a uh, links for this because it's compiled from a ton of different sources, but, uh, it, it's really interesting because I do know a lot of boomers, especially after the recession and even during, you know, the COVID situation that are having a really hard time financially because of their buying decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously we're not at, at all, you know, encouraging you to, uh, take advantage of someone or sell them no. something they don't need. <laughs> but I think knowing that they, that there's a, a desire to feel like they're in control to make decisions, but at the same time they are going to invest. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to, um, the best way to, uh, serve your client like what is the best way to serve boomers because if you're doing that you're going to have a good sales session and you're going to connect to them well and um you know getting back to what they really care about which is traditional family values um so if you can connect with that then i think you're going to see a quite a bit of success in um you know a sales session or marketing to them so the next one is Gen Xers. And so I am a Gen X. Gen Xers are 40 plus and they just make a lot of sense in my book. <laughs> Gen Xers were, uh, a lot of people were latchkey kids, although I was not, uh, my mom was at home when I got home, but they, they definitely, uh, we definitely feel very, uh, we, it's really important to us to make a family life, to be very connected to our children and uh, we tend to be super uh, cynical and not believe things. So for me, a lot of times I'm like, oh, that can't be true. So uh, one of the things you said in here uh, in our list was that they really, we really, the Gen Xers really prefer authentic and personal marketing and love it when they get an email from the founder, like a really yeah. true connection. It makes it's, it's like something that's really real. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny to me uh, because I have worked with a lot of Gen Xers in the sales room and, um, you know, being parents of seniors and working with Kaya. But I don't know that you're the quintessential Gen Xer uh, just because of, you know, your involvement in the studio and being so uh, like working every day with different generations. Yeah, yeah, I, can I see think that. you're really aware and, you know, like the Gen X, um, they're known for being the DIY generation. So they, I'm pretty sure, carry the DIY channel. Like, and they're big, you know, Chip and Joanna fans. Like, when I think of Gen X, that's like my view on them. Like the Chip and Joanna Kane's followers. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I just, I guess I feel like I see myself in so much of it because like DIY, if you look around the studio, like everything is something like found on the side of the road or we repainted another color or I'm always like, how can we reuse these things to, uh, you know, keep them at the studio? So I, I, I don't know. A lot of the frames we've sold, I've painted them or I've wrapped them in fabric. That's true. Yeah. If you kind of uh, look at it and my clients have loved it because, you know, a lot of them have been Gen X clients Mm -hmm. because I've been doing this for 25 years. So uh, a lot of my clients are similar ages and our family clients, a lot of them are Gen X parents. My first people I photographed high school seniors were, are going to be Gen X people. Yeah. 
And so uh, it, that is interesting because like the, you know, you said the monthly newsletter, feeling connected, uh, being very loyal. Uh, those are things that I are definitely something that I uh, would connect with. Yeah. And uh, another thing that they, what makes them different from other generations is they like um, quantity, maybe even over quality. Like they would rather have a lot of stuff um, and a lot of clothes versus just having one really nice thing, which is very different than my generation. So I'm having an epiphany right now. Uh, so <laughs> over the years, when we've offered to our clients uh, their digital files that they could purchase from and then add into an album, we've tried to pare it down more and more and more. And this last year in a... I, was it because we didn't want to keep culling? I can't even remember why we did it, but all of a sudden we switched from showing people 40 images to 90 images. It was a test. Yeah, it was a yeah. test, but it was like a huge, big test. Yeah. And we have had so many people buy more. And yeah. we're like, but they look almost alike. Like they're choosing like five images that are almost the same image, but they're Gen X parents. Right. And they can't part with them. I mean, mm -hmm. they want to have all the things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but they also, they love sales. They love coupons. They're also the coupon generation. If you are, um, behind a Gen Xer at a store that takes coupons, God bless you. It might be a while. <laughs> have you been in that? Have you been behind somebody who has all the coupons before? <laughs> Not very often. It's funny because Maybe that's where I shop the places. I don't I know. To. I don't know. I have before. I'm always so impressed. And it's funny because I like, I have a sister-in-law who coupons like a maniac and her, my brother is a surgeon, so he doesn't need to coupon, but she loves it. Yeah. You know, it's important to her to do those sales. But I was thinking like for for me, if there's a certain line, you know, that you get to, to get a certain discount, you know, a certain amount to order to get a discount or to get free shipping, I'm always like, well, I probably need something. And I'm always adding on whatever it is. Do you do that? No, 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 no. So yeah, I, interesting. it is so interesting. And there's so much data to back all of this up. And, um, it, but we get to see examples of it nearly every day, um, in our sales room at the studio and, you know, just shooting with our clients, um, the Gen X parents, you know, if I'm shooting a senior and they're like, well, should we do this and this and this, and can we add this? <laughs> Whereas, um, I would say my older parents, you know, I've been doing it 10 years now. And so I've kind of gotten to go through some different generations. They're not like that. You know, the boomer parents, I think of one client specifically, she was a much, um, older mom and she's like I think we just need we just need two outfits maybe three or you know and Kaya had to talk her into um doing more outfits and then she ends up placing a really large order um but she just didn't have it in her head that she needed as much as a boomer client again um but yet she valued having her kids pictures on the wall so she got great big portraits and more than one and got an album and Anyway, it's just so cool to see it live here in the studio and be able to say, this is what works. This is what doesn't. We've tried these things. We can attest to this. Yeah. And I think when we're sharing this, you know, with you, whether you have a photography studio or you're a business, knowing your different generations and who you're working with uh, 
just gives you a leg up, you know, like you said, to be able to serve the client, to give them what they want and, uh, to, to not be in the dark, yeah. you know, when, and, and we liked, we were talking, uh, in an, at another point about different personalities. I'm sure we'll talk about that down the road, but we just try to do as much educating of ourselves about all of the different, uh, ways that we can serve the client, what their personality is like, you know, and what their generation is like. So we yeah. know what they, we know what they want as yeah, much as possible. For sure. Absolutely. So how do you think we can best serve Gen X? Like knowing what you know about them. Mm, you know, I was, something that's sticking out to me on, uh, like with the boomers, it says physical stuff. So yeah. we are going to a, uh, another women's event. And so really we were, we've been trying to decide what we want to put out. It's probably going to be Gen X and boomers that are there at that event. And yeah. they're going to be the ones that are looking and shopping and buying. And we were, uh, we were talking about the images that we were putting out and also, you know, what we were going to have for people to pick up. So I'm thinking in the booth, we definitely would, should show multi-generations, yeah. you know, or grandmas or that type of thing. Uh, and then have physical things for that generation to pick up specifically. Mm, yeah. You know? It's true. And then I think we need to show, obviously, Gen X, you know, uh, that age, uh, 40 and above. Uh, but for them, offering a monthly newsletter straight from us would actually be something that they would value, you know? Yeah. And uh, and also some sort of coupon. So mm-hmm, a discount mm-hmm. or a coupon. So I'm just thinking about that event, you know, how yeah. we can, because right now we have like a sign with a QR code and the millennials are going to snap that thing up, but I, I, it isn't necessarily like who, you know, depending on who's there, that might not serve them as much. Yeah, for sure. They definitely don't, they're not as comfortable with the phone. And that's something we've uh, talked about in another podcast. That was a listener question. We referenced our uh, booth at, a women's event and we went over it the phone the QR code just does not translate to uh, really any generation above millennials so gen x and boomers not gonna serve them as well yeah yeah and I think for me I've I, I kind of get frustrated with clients you know when things don't work and I think well I'm just not gonna go for you know try to serve that generation you know, like the millennials to me, I can't, they seem tricky and hard to figure out now mm-hmm. that they're parents. But I, I, I think this is good to be going over it because it makes me think, all right, what, where are we missing the boat? You know, what yeah. are we not actually doing that could serve those people? Yeah. And them? breaking it down, you know, break it down as much as you can and market to each of them individually. So if you need to have four different marketing strategies for each campaign, if it, if each generation really is your idea client, then that's what you need to do. You know, uh, sometimes that's hard work to, um, market on each different platform and have different images for each different platforms. But at the end of the day, if we want to reach our clients the best and serve, serve them the best we can, we may have to, um, treat them differently. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that we were talking about with, or we haven't talked about yet with Gen X is that Gen X will default to making their children happy, which is, Oh my gosh. (laughs) As you, as you well know, I do that in my own home. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have to literally decide to get mad at my kids and, and get in like, go, okay, I'm going to get angry and we're going to have 
a serious discussion about this situation because I just find myself bending and making their lives easier. But when you're selling to the Gen X parent, then you have to know their kids, right? Right. So essentially, you you are selling um, in our situation to Gen Zers. We're not really selling to Gen X as much as the students. Mm-hmm. Even family sessions, they're helping make a huge. Yeah. I actually just did a sale the other day and it was a Gen X mom and she was like, I can't get any of the kids to come with me. I can't get my husband to come with me. I can't make these decisions by myself. And she was like a huge business owner and philanthropist and totally able to make the decisions, but she wanted someone to help her. And I was like, I will help you and your kids will be happy if I help you. Yes. (laughs) And so that was an interesting one. But uh, in a minute, after we go over the next two, we're going to kind of go through a formula to talk about our different businesses. And I'm I'm excited now. I'm like, yeah, I've been excited about it all along. But, you know, one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is to kind of let you in on our discussions. And this is like a typical discussion we would be having. Absolutely. Reading an article or, you know, a string of articles and then sharing the information and then seeing how it will apply to our business. And we hope that you can take this and apply it to your business too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. So millennials, Hey, that's me. <laughs> Hello, snowflakes. <laughs> okay. So we are the tech gen, the one of the tech generations, obviously Gen Zers are even more, but we were the first, uh, tech generation, social media generation. Um, but what's cool about millennials is we are the only generation that can connect on every level, or that's what we think. We take pride in that. So if you uh, if you want to talk on the phone, we'll talk on the phone. If you want to email, we can email. If you want to just communicate via social media, we got you. And so that's kind of cool about uh, millennials is that they are really good communicators. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. It's funny because we'll talk about Gen Z in a minute, but if you want to punish them, you call them on the phone and they like hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good marketing strategy. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Sorry. I was getting off. Uh, well, this one's an interesting one because it definitely makes me think of you. Uh, millennials value luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And so we value uh, quality over quantity, which is different than the the generation before. And I so see that as true just in my day-to-day life working at the studio with Kaya. Like we will laugh about it so much because it's just like our values are very different. You know, I would rather get one really expensive item and, you know, Kaya, if she could go to thrift stores and find a whole bunch of awesome items, she would be just as happy. Or TJ Maxx. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily thrift stores, but, but, and uh, when we were planning our branding, our very first branding shoot for the From Nothing to Profit brand, I brought in, I don't know, 17 outfits? So, between 15 and 20 for sure. Yeah. And how many did you bring? I think three. Yeah, three. And maybe five if you like mixed them all up or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, perfect example. Perfect example. But yeah. that tells you that they are willing to spend for something that they uh, value. Yes. And they really connect differently with brands. You know, uh, Gen Xers want to feel like they know you and they're close buddies with you. Um, But 
millennials, they want to connect with uh, your cause. Like what's, what's the why behind your brand? Do we support um, the vision and are you environmentally conscious or whatever it is that they, you know, they're passionate about. They want to make sure that that brand aligns with their beliefs and that's where they're going to make a decision. So uh, for some of us, you know, maybe staying a little bit more quiet if we're trying to reach millennials, if you don't, if you don't necessarily agree and you guys don't align on as much, um, and you're wondering why you're not getting millennials in as clients or they're not booking their weddings with you. This might be part of it, um, that maybe their mission statement for their life doesn't align with yours. That is so cool because we have a good friend, uh, Brianna Gamble, who is, uh, advertising to millennials with her boudoir. Yeah. And she does all kinds of uh, really strong political stance. She does things that are uh, environmental. She does things that are about like diversity. And that's how she actually books her sessions. And wouldn't you say like at least 70% of her clients are like millennials? I would assume so. I'm just guessing. I don't really know. She's a millennial. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, that is interesting because to me, I cringe when I see that and not, not at her, Brianna, you're awesome if you're listening, but I think, Oh no, she's taking such a strong stand. Someone's going to get mad at her, you know, that type of thing. Or I think if I said that people would think, Oh, whatever she's, you know, (laughs) but, uh, I, I do think that that it makes sense why they connect and invest in the product. Yeah. And remember, this is uh, the generation of communication. We're very woke. We are aware of every little thing we feel we're being told to be in tune with our feelings And so the way they think is just wired differently. The way they were parented was wired, you know, it wires them differently. And um, I think we're definitely going to see that, Um, you know, if you're a business owner or you're marketing, they have different keys to what will um, help you reach them. So is woke a bad word? No. It's a good word. Yeah, it means you're very like hyper aware and uh, know what's going on politically and in the worlds and and so you can be conservative woke or liberal woke or is it more liberal woke um I think being woke is probably would be said more to somebody who's liberal because typically somebody who's woke doesn't see a conservative as someone who's woke okay yeah like it's like being open-minded not narrow-minded and lots of woke people don't see conservative people as woke Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That is so funny because I've been hearing the word woke a lot lately and I, you know, I haven't really, it just kind of, I I was fine, but I was like, I just saw it written and I thought, oh no, are we offending someone with woke? But we are woke if we're talking about woke. Yeah. I think we're fine. I don't think anybody will be You're woke if you say woke. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Don't be saying that. (laughs) Uh, 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 So... But these, these woke millennials really like it if you communicate with them in all ways. Is that what you're saying too? You can communicate with them in any ways. I mm-hmm. still think, um, you know, Instagram is going to be a great way to reach them. Because they really like lifestyle. And, yes. and Instagram is a way to show lifestyle, right? Yeah. You can use words and images on Instagram. And I think that connects well with them too. Mm-hmm. And you have here like pulling on the heartstrings. So if I see something and I want to roll my eyes and gag a little bit, then that 
millennials like that then probably if it's as long as it's not a hallmark movie right no hallmark movies so it has to be like real because it is funny and i know my kids aren't millennials or gen z but like they like to make like videos that of memories for their friends like my boys like to do that kind of thing for their friends and i'm like is this a joke? <laughs> but it's not. It's like a, it's like for their birthday, they make like a compilation video with yeah. a, a song about friends. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, but, but that's good to know because if we're advertising to millennials, we can be a little bit in sappy if it's, if it's real. Yeah. Huh. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So Kaya, you have four Gen Z children. So tell me what, what do you know about Gen Z? Yeah. So my kids are aged 14 to 23. Aw. And I don't know. I I guess, I guess that will happen. If you have kids all in a certain time period, they're all going to be in the same generation. Typically, I think also just being in the same family and being, having the same experiences are going to make them all in the same generation, even if they, Mm you know, go over a a generation a little bit, but, uh, Gen Z, oh my goodness. Uh, it's very different because they started out on computers from when they were little. And I'll tell you what, I would do things differently if I knew now what I know, because it really does change your brain. And I mean, I like my kids, they've turned out just great, but they, it really does make a different kind of uh, society. You know, they really have different things. And the biggest thing is that they are the most diverse generation. And my kids uh, are have all different friends of all different everything. Everything about them, girls, boys, different colors, different uh, sexuality, everything. They've just got a big range. We are, uh, there's just a diversion, diversion not diversion, diversity. Yes. Diversity. <laughs> the diversity is really crazy. But one of the interesting things is when we decided what school we were putting our kids in, we specifically chose a school that had a diverse population and uh, diverse incomes. Mm-hmm. We didn't want them around all people that were exactly the same. So that might say something about the Gen X parents, Yeah, you know, and what they're creating. But we, the Gen Z is our current client. You know, I've gone through, because I've been doing this for 25 years, my first senior clients were millennials and they loved getting a brochure in the mail, right? Yeah. And then my second set of clients uh, were Gen, or were, uh, I'm sorry, were Gen Xers loved getting the brochure in the mail and their parents did. And then millennials were the next set of clients and you were around for that. I got the mailer. Yeah. Yeah. You got the mailer. You also got all the emails. Yep. Right. And, uh, and now we're with Gen Z. And so it's a very different generation that we're advertising to. So any thoughts about our Gen Z clients themselves? Yeah. What's funny about Gen Z is we we know a lot about their social media habits, but we don't know a ton about their spending habits yet. Like we know that they pretty much only shop online and they're not big on in person. Um, But, you know, this generation is very much still developing and we don't know what they're going to be like as parents and as partners. Um, But as far as in the studio, I've seen a lot of differences between the millennials and Gen Zs. Um, The Gen Zs are 
pretty minimal, I feel like. You do? I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my clients this year were more minimal in, in what they bring to wear. And, you know, um, some of the millennials would bring like whole drawers of stuff in. And maybe that's because of how we educated them. I feel very minimal, minimal, but I think you resonate with minimalness. Yeah. 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 But I feel like the, the buying has changed somewhat because the buying is different. Yeah. 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 Rather. So yeah, that, because with the millennial, it was quality yes, and not quantity. And I feel like that the That's, Gen Z with their Gen X parents is like, oh, take it all a little bit more now. Yeah. And Gen Z can convince their parents of anything. It's really amazing. Um, you know, they'll come in every now and then we'll have like a mother daughter fight kind of going on. And it used to be that the mom would win and I'd be like, oh, hopefully she doesn't cry. I don't want her to cry. And now the mom's nearly cry. <laughs> it's like flipped completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, I, you know, when we advertise to the uh, millennials, we are doing it on social media primarily. Yeah. But we're using Instagram and they're not necessarily specifically on Instagram, right? Yeah, Gen Z uh, is on Instagram, but they are on uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like that's where they're spending most of their time, um, is on TikTok and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're really, we are not on those platforms as much. We probably are going to need to be, we've had those conversations, um, because there are good ways we could reach them there, but, uh, we're doing a lot of word of mouth still too, like having their friends from the year before refer them. And I think that's working really well. And that's probably carrying us right now, even more than Instagram. Yeah. Even more than like a specific social, specific social media. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because they're on YouTube and then on TikTok it says, this is crazy, 48 hours a month. That's almost that's 24 days a year. That's almost a month of time spent on TikTok. Wow. A month out of a year. Wow. Wow. That is interesting. I My uh, massage therapist was so funny. She goes, have you heard of TikTok? Oh my gosh. And I said, I have. She goes, I love it. It's so much fun. I'm on it all the time. And I was like, oh, TikTok is terrible. I hate TikTok. And I do. I It's because if you get on it, you just are stuck. Yeah. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But my, you know, my kids are like, oh, it's fantastic. But I I do think just being aware of what the next social media is, is really because I don't feel like the TikTok's going to be forever. I feel like it's going to be the next thing and the next Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. because YouTube shorts, I feel like have been the most growing one recently. My kids just were talking about those. And so for me, the best way to connect to the next generation is to communicate and interact with the next generation, Mm -hmm. you know, and spend time with them. So when you were a millennial, I was always like, what do you think? And I'm not like, you know, like, okay, you don't, your opinion doesn't matter anymore at all. But I do like really try to connect with them, interact with them and be real. We talked about that in one of our podcasts. Yes. That's that's a new social network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're definitely on it and enjoy it. And they shop on social media too. Yes. And uh, do you shop on social media? Do you buy things that you see online? I buy things that I see online, but not... uh, I have never bought something off Instagram. You haven't? No. I'm pretty sure I have. You have? Yeah. I can't remember what. 
I think I bought the chat books. Those were on Instagram. I'm yeah. pretty sure I got those. I think I probably bought a few things, but they definitely shop and like literally go through TikTok and look at what their friends are posting. And so that I think may be the key for us with the Gen Z is if we get them to post, their friends see it and they're shopping from their friends' social media. Yes. And that has been a big strategy of ours. How do we get um, them to want to post their images, want to put them up online um, and, you know, using that to uh, influence us. You know, if we know something that they're going to love, then we're going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, you, and we're going to put this link in the show notes, but we're using a Hootsuite article about the Gen Z, Gen Z because we just thought it was fantastic. It had yeah. all of the information we wanted. But uh, a, a point here is that they almost a third will unfollow or block a social media account weekly because they're not authentic. And that's something that we've talked about a lot. We're just we just try to be really, really careful with our accounts that that are specifically for Gen Z. And we do not put things that don't go with the brand. And I feel like that does keep you authentic in one yeah. way. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, being showing everything that's going on in your personal life, but it's being authentic to your brand. And I think that will keep them connected to you. Yeah. And have you noticed that the Gen Zers, they don't seem to mind doing the same thing as each other? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like been blown away by that because I know they they value being a unique individual. And I'm, they would say they value that. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. difference where mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how it was with millennials. I feel like we had people like calling us and being like, how could you photograph her on the same background as someone else in her school? And mm-hmm. right now they're coming in and they're like, well, what did everyone else do? Well, what did so and so do? Or, I, you know, maybe I'll bring it up. I'll be like, a few other people have done that same couch from your school. Do you care? And they're like, okay, I definitely want to do it then. Yeah, you know, I think it comes with uh, identity, right? Is this generation is being a, identifying as something specific is super important. So you identify as, uh, you know, someone well, you were just talking about like your uh, learning Hebrew and that type of thing, identifying with that part of your heritage. And for them, they identify with things. And so I think identifying with our brand is important to them. So doing mm. things that show the actual brand. Yeah. Yeah. And we just had a group of girls come in for one of our friends shoots and they were telling me all about how they found each other through our, our Instagram. Wow. That's how they found each other. And they, and now they're they're all going to, they're rooming together in college. Yeah. Wow. Because they knew that if that person identified with their brand, then they knew what their values were just by identifying with our brand. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is. Yeah. Oh man. We could go on and on and on about Gen Z, but, uh, I think that like you said, they're also changing. They're also growing And do you have anything else that you feel like is like the thing that you want to say about Gen Z? Not right now. I just don't feel like I really know them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not as much information out there yet. 
everything is like social media based when you search it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they're just young still. And I don't think we know that much. And I think there's a lot of room for them to grow and evolve into the people they're going to be. And I'm excited to see who that is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was really fun to talk about generations and you know, we had mentioned, I don't know, at the top of the podcast that we were going to go through your formula, but we are going to save that. We're going to have a part two of this podcast. Yes. Yes. And we have a lot of good info in there that has been uh, very useful with our business. And we're going to actually go through and tell you about different campaigns we've started and how we came up with the different marketing using this formula and how knowing key things about the generations will play a role in that. Yeah, absolutely. So watch for part two of our Generations podcast. We were, uh, this is fun. We really do enjoy this podcast. We learn as much from it as I think uh, we, we were sharing. And so thank you for being on here. Yeah, have a good week. Thanks for listening to From Nothing to Profit.